Hi everyone. Due to an error on my part, I have less than optimal recording quality this time around. My deepest apologies. Welcome to Powered, Powered by, by magic, magic, where we discuss topics surrounding magic and common or not so common questions. Let's take this journey together. Hi, I'm Tatiana. And I'm Sylvia. And we are coming to you from Eugene, Oregon. We invite you to conjure up a broom and ride with us. All right, so how are you doing today? I'm doing great today. I've had a kind of busy week. Had mm -hmm. I'm working on my holistic witchery, which I keep talking about. Yep. And I am wrapping Christmas presents, which, of course, this is going to come after Christmas. So, you know. Yeah. But that I'm doing that. And my brother, I sent him a package. Mm -hmm. It arrived, and there's a picture of it at the door yeah. having arrived. But my brother came down, and it's a locked front door, you know? Mm hmm he grabbed the package, put it inside the door because there's never been a problem. People will pick it up and deliver it to somebody's door if they see it. Mm -hmm. And he went to work because he was in a hurry. When he came back, the package was gone. It was just taken. Somebody oh. in the complex had taken it and they have a suspect, but you can't oh, prove you can't it. can't prove it, yeah. Yeah, you just can't prove it. Which really sucks. Apparently, ever since these certain people have moved in, packages have been disappearing. Oh, yeah. well then. Yeah. I had to go through a whole big thing through Amazon, and it was a third-party seller, so I had Ooh. to do with the third-party seller. But I'm going to say it was die-cast models, and they were really awesome. It was a little hard for the communication back and forth, mm -hmm. but they were really awesome. That's good. Yeah, they That's were right good. on top of it. They responded. They went ahead and replaced the item. Which oh my God. they didn't have to do. No, they didn't. So they sent it to, I had them send it to the same building, but a different person's address because I knew she would be home all day. Ah. My mm. brother is a trucker, so he's often not at home. Yeah. When a package would be delivered. That makes sense. When they got there this time, they rang her doorbell, and so she picked it up. Now we have his Christmas package there. Yay! Yay! And it wasn't a cheap one, so oh I'm really I... glad. Yeah, <laughs> especially that they replaced it and no, no fuss on your end. Yeah, well, I mean, I had well, to go back and forth, fuss, but, but they didn't give me too much as, fuss. Yeah, as far as, you know, having to repay for everything. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, that's amazing. And Amazon, I will have to say, Amazon was going to take care of the issue if the third party didn't. Oh, wow. They were going to make sure that I would have gotten a credit on my account. Damn. Yeah. I, I think that that's pretty amazing. That is pretty amazing. And I had a little bump blip it with a client this week. I got a bit angry about that. Mm -hmm. But luckily it was only one day that was a little bit piss bumpy. poor. A little bumpy. Yeah. A little bit piss poor. 
other than that, I think everything's going really well. And I'm excited for Christmas. I'm excited to have it all ready. I have uh, the Christmas plates that I do mm-hmm. that have all the candy in them. And everybody yes, gets the their own. The Buntatella. The Buntatella. Oh, the, my God. I love these things. <laughs> it's family tradition. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to that. I'm pretty much, I think, prepared for that. Yay. I never know for sure. And then I always end up with tons extra. <laughs> then I'd rather have extra than be short. Yeah, but. But. <laughs> However, this year I have some ideas as to what to do with the extra. Ah, we'll see. see. We'll see. Yeah. How about you? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. It's been a fairly quiet week. I haven't done a whole lot. I just didn't spend a whole lot of time with my brother this week. Uh, game went great. People enjoyed it a lot. The game I GM. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a carriage uh, chase. A horseless carriage chase. So Interesting. Uh, magic and all that good stuff. Fun. Oh, it was fun. They stopped the other carriage and got the family back that was being kidnapped. <laughs> it was good. They did a good job and they had fun. And so did I. That's always fantastic. Yeah, that's the, being a GM, that's what you want. You want everybody to have fun. Yeah, and you're good at it from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what I've heard. Okay, there is a cat getting into... Actually, no, that was my foot. Oh, okay. Can't blame the cat this time. Nope, can't blame the cat. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> I am a little cat-ish, but... <laughs> All right. Shall we get on to the meat of the program yeah it is a conversational one Mm-hmm. today's episode is divination types we're just going to talk about the different divinations and maybe our own experiences with them that sort of thing what you can do with them Mm-hmm. we're going to begin with candles i use candles to look into flame and just blur my eyes a bit and let any images or thoughts come as they will I find that that can be very soothing mm-hmm. and very, I think, interesting. You do need to sort of, I think, in a lot of divination types, you know, like this, scrying types, is to blur your eyes a little bit. Yeah. Or not blink as much as you possibly can. That's mm. That really works well. Mm, okay. That's kind of my trick. Mm-hmm. And here's one that isn't necessarily divination, but it kind of is. So I decided to include it. And it's something that I do when I have lost a loved one. Usually uh, I've not have lost many uh, people in my life, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. But I've lost many a animal. What I learned to do or to just chose to do is light a candle when they have passed and I have buried them or... They're just not yet, what's the word I'm looking for? Cremated? <laughs> Thank you. Cremated. So before they get cremated, mm. when, or at, even they go pretty quickly with the vet, but right after they leave, in either case, I light a candle and it can be just a tea light. It can be a full candle, but I think that tea lights work well for this process. Mm. Yeah, maybe a slightly larger one could work, but I wouldn't do a really big one. Yeah. I light the candle. I look at it with the intention of knowing that this is sort of a light 
for my animal to pass through and into the next world. Mm-hmm. I don't watch the candle constantly. Okay. But every now and then I will look at it and see if it's still burning, kind of feel that energy. Mm-hmm. I had one experience where I did this and I actually buried my animal because I had a yard I could do that in. It was raining and I put him in the hole and buried him up and I put a candle out there and it wasn't raining super hard, but it was raining. I just put the tea light out there, not covered. I went inside. Every now and then I would turn and look out the window to see if he'd passed on. Mm-hmm. The candle would be almost going out. You could see the flame just about to go out and then I would look it would come back up again. Mm. And this happened three times, which I thought was really interesting. I kept thinking about that. And I realized that every time I looked out there, it was like I was calling him back and not letting him cross over. Mm. So I told myself I couldn't look out there anymore. I had to let him go. I did that. And several hours later, it the candle went out. Yeah. So that's kind of, like I said, it's a little bit of spell work, but it's to me, it's a little bit of divination as well. Just knowing when they've crossed over. Yeah, just that visualization that they are headed that way. That's not to say that they're not still with me. They are, but they're at peace, I feel. Mm -hmm. It's kind of where I came from with that. That's what I do with releasing loved ones in candle magic or candle divination. Mm -hmm. For me, I use candles. I mean, I do do the divination. Um... But I also use it as kind of like a, I go into like a meditative kind of trance type thing. And I I do the divination that way. Yeah, that's a nice way to do it. A lot of divination, you can do meditation along with it to kind of help you suss through the different things. Yeah, I think it almost triggers meditation in a Mm -hmm. way. um, Yeah, it's, yeah. Right. Next, pendulums. Pendulums can often are used for yes-no answers. When you begin with a pendulum, and how I was taught anyway, is that you hold it above your left palm of your hand, Mm -hmm. and you ask the pendulum, which way are you going to go for yes, and the pendulum will start to move. Mm -hmm. And then which you stop the pendulum, and then you ask it which way it's going to go for no. I add in there... Which way is it going to go for I don't know? Yeah. For me, it's vertical for yes, no, horizontal. I mean, vertical for yes, horizontal for no, and it goes in a spiral for I don't know. I used it to divine the name of my first child. Mm. I put my hand down on a piece of paper and drew my hand on the paper Mm -hmm. and then put the various different names that I had thought of that I wanted to choose from on each finger. Mm. And then I used the pendulum to go to whichever one it was going to be the name. I was still pregnant. It went to Natasha Dominique, but my husband at the time didn't like that name. We went with Natasha Nicole. But oh. it did make that choice for yeah. me. It helped. That was one way I used it. It is also something that can help you pick tools. When you go to a metaphysical shop, it's good to take your pendulum with you. Of course, let them know you have it or something, you yeah. know, so they don't think, so they you're, don't stealing think you're stealing it. it. But if you 
hold the item in your left hand and use your pendulum, you know, warm up your pendulum first, talk to your pendulum first, get it used to you again in your energy. Then put the item you're asking about in your left hand and hold the pendulum above it. Ask, is this, yes, should I get this? Is this meant for me? Is this connected to me? Mm -hmm. Or is it not? You will get an answer. It can clarify questions as well. Mm -hmm. So if you've gotten a tarot reading and you're still not totally sure, from what I've heard is you can use it as a clarification. I don't exactly understand how that works, but people do do it. Hmm. Can't say that I've worked with pendulums a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I haven't been able to seem to work with them real well. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. It just doesn't seem to work with me. Why do you think that is? Do you, have you purchased pendulums and just yeah, not had any luck? I, I just haven't had any luck. I've had them given to me. I've purchased them myself. I have several pendulums at home, and I've hmm. worked. With, I've worked with them all. Huh. It just doesn't seem to really jive with me. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That is very interesting. I have to ask you, what happens when you do it? It gives lots of I don't knows or, for me, wrong answers. Oh, interesting. How do you know it's a wrong answer? It depends on the question. <laughs> well, yes, absolutely. I mean, I usually ask a basic question like, is my name blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and I've done that before. And sometimes it answers right, sometimes it answers wrong. Interesting. Yeah, so it's just like, mm, okay, okay, this just isn't my magic. Not your energy, right. Nope. Interesting. Well, uh, let's move on to scrying. And just as oh. a point, yeah, not all of this stuff, this divination will work for everybody. As I'm, you just pointed out. Yeah. I mean, you may be drawn to a particular one and that works for you. And you may not work with another one very well. It's just how your energy works. Right. Exactly. And scrying. Yes, I use scrying. It is used for divining answers to questions or to get messages from spirits or ancestors, mm-hmm. which is much like candle magic. It's really the same thing. Yeah. But what you can use to do this scrying, you can use smoke, which is very interesting. I got that from an, another friend on Holistic Witchery. I asked about that and mm-hmm. said that smoke was really cool. The one that everybody thinks of and, and can envision is the mirror. Yeah. Clouds, which I've did as a kid, and I think all of us have probably done it, just not really realizing that that's what we're doing, Yeah, which is always fun. We also always consider the crystal ball. Mm-hmm. One that I had another person tell me about was water, which I didn't think of. When I heard that water would be one, I immediately remembered that I had one time done water in a glass or a bowl, I can't remember, and I added yeah. dye to it. As you add the dye, you can see what it makes in the dye. Didn't we do that for one of our episodes? Yeah, we might have. I think you did. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I forgot. But <laughs> yeah, so it, I had forgotten all about water, and there you go. Um, this is another one that's really good for meditation while you're watching everything move and coalesce and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tarot. Yes. 
we all love tarot. Well, well I won't say we all do. Yeah. It is a highly used divination tool. That's yes, what I is. should say. It, of course, answers questions. You can set intentions with it. You can add energy to a spell. Obviously, you do readings, mm-hmm. uh, things like the Celtic cross. You can go by moon phases and see what's going to happen each moon phase. You can do that through the day. You can do that for solar cycle. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what. And again, can be used for clarifications. Yes. I'm trying to remember how to setting intentions. You can either choose a card specifically that you want to represent yourself, then do the regular type of reading where you mix the cards and you grabbing a signifier. Yeah, grabbing a signifier or or querent, depending. Yeah, depending. That's being, you know, you, just in case anybody doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Or you can choose it not intentionally and have it be random, which is what I tend to do. Hmm. Yeah, I like to do it that way too. Yeah. A very, very, very rarely will I pick a specific one for myself. I will usually pick random. Yeah, me too. Me. Because it just, it seems that that's... It feels more authentic in some way, but it's not really true that it's more authentic. No, no, it's what works for you. Right, exactly. One of the ways to work with this divination is, again, meditation, woohoo, keyword <laughs> here. You look at the imagery of the card, you meditate on it, and you glean connections to the different parts of the card. That's how you can come up with more... What's the word? Intuitive. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Intuitive readings is to spend time with the card and try to understand it and work with it and meditate on it so that you can use that information later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's part of the answer to your question. Questions. Or, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is a particular specialty of Tatiana, mm-hmm. the ohms. Yes, and the ohms not everybody's familiar with. So those are the Celtic tree oracles. Mm-hmm. They're very, very old, much like runes. They can be used for yes/no questions, past, present, or future questions, or all in the one reading. Mm-hmm. It can be used for basic questions. There are larger readings like the Celtic cross idea. You could use it like the Celtic cross, frankly. Or you have a divining cloth that you use that's specific for and made specifically for ohms. And Mm -hmm. it's hard to describe, but it gets divided into four different realms, which are the four different realms of fairy. Mm. But those four different realms can be used either on the basic Wicca sort of formula of northeast, southwest, Mm -hmm. or the fairy realms, which work from north, south, east, west. Okay. Which is what I use so much of, so I don't think of the basic anymore. (laughs) Now, I don't do so well with the yes-nos or the past, present, futures or the basic readings. I don't know why I don't do so well with them. I do really well with the larger readings. Mm -hmm. And they take quite a while. Yeah. And I know. You've done one of the, the big readings for me before, and it was... Isn't it like three hours or something like that? Oh, it could be. It could be. Depends on how many ohms fall out of the bag. and It was it was quite a, an intense one, if I remember right. Right. I just feel like I get the most information out of those mm-hmm. 
Whereas if it's just a yes, no, that's easy. I, I have to say yes, no is easy. But when I start doing other kinds of readings with it, that's when I start having yeah. trouble. With you only have like three runes or something like that. And it's just like, there's oh, not I'm a whole lot. Oh, sorry. No, that's okay. Runes is the one I do. Yes, yes. With three ohms, there's not a whole lot of information there. Exactly. Exactly. It's just the way that ohms are. Now, you mentioned runes. Runes. Very, very close to ohms in the way it's used. You can use, I believe you could use a divining cloth with the the runes. I almost said ohms. (laughs) Apparently, they're interchangeable in my brain. Runes have a bit different flavor from the ohms because they are based on Norse mythology. The beginning of them was supposedly Odin, the Norse god of wisdom and, and I, I'd say wanderers. He was the one that learned the runes. He gave his eye for it and hung on a, the great tree, Yggdrasil. Yep. Yggdrasil, the world tree, as some call it. Yep, yeah. And hung there for like, was it seven days, I think it was? I think so. Anyways, gave his eye, and finally at the end of it, he understood the runes, fell out of the tree, and brought them back with him. Wow. Yeah. I love the idea of runes, and I feel like I somehow had mastered them in a past life, mm-hmm. and for some reason I feel like drawn to them, but yet I've never really worked with them much. Mm. Not much. Yeah. A little bit here or there, but not much. Yeah. I feel like I should go back and get into those, but I have to go back and learn so many things still. Yeah. And you I'm already working ohms, on I have and the ohms. You have tarot. Tarot, yeah. And you've been working on oracles. Just not as started. much. Not as much, right? But. You have so much that you're doing. Yeah, I do. Yes, I really do. And all of them are so in-depth. I always thought like astrology was the most in-depth kind of work that there is. I would say it's really more scientific in base. It's, it's very mathematical. Yes, very mathematical. I always thought that was the hardest. But when I start like working with the ohms, and I really get into depth with them, I go, wow, there's a much deeper level these can go to. And I kind of mm-hmm. already knew that. It's not as much as astrology. Tarot can also be really in depth when you start putting the layers on it. Yeah, I was just going to say, there's layers to this thing. Right. And I think that's true of all of them. There mm-hmm. are layers. Mm-hmm. And makes them much more di- well, difficult. I don't know. It's... Hmm. Adds flavor. It definitely adds flavor. Each one has its own flavor. I think they're all... I don't. wouldn't say one's more difficult than another. I just think it depends on who you are. Yep, yep. For me, I loved astrology. I got into it many years ago and started calculating charts and stuff like that. I started with my own, of course. Mm-hmm. But I never really got past that. I've done that too. Yeah. I've actually done that. I've calculated charts and long time ago now, but I have done that and done my own, of course. Mm-hmm. I had better handle on it at one point in time. Yeah. Same here. Same here. All right. Oracles. Well, oracles are pretty much the same as tarot in use, but they are less 
specific in their storyline. Mm-hmm. Tarot goes from, on a, a journey. It starts with the fool, and it's called the fool's journey. Yeah. And is a storyline. Whereas oracles are more free form. They are based more on the artwork and the idea of the person author who has created them. Yeah, it may have its own story that it goes through or characters or what have you. Right. And they usually have a word, a key word to work from. Yeah, each card. Oracles oracles often have some absolutely gorgeous artwork. Yeah, that's one of the things that drew me to oracles is because there's just such a huge amount of them to work with and choose from. And the artwork is so beautiful and I get drawn to the artwork. So for years I had skipped off on tarot and went to oracles. Mm. But I always use them just for a one card pull. I never really did readings with them, which is Mm -hmm. why I'm starting to work with them now is because I'm trying to learn how to do readings with them. Ah, okay. And let's move on to I Ching. Yes, I Ching. I Ching can be used for yes-no, but it's less for yes-no and more for deeper questions. Stuff like, let's see, what's what's a question I've actually asked? What will my life look like after whatever event? Mm -hmm. Or what will my life look like after I make this choice? Right. The I Ching gives you a, an original hexagram, and then it gives you one that the hexagram changes into. So it gives you a changing picture, a, um, an evolving picture often. Not always. Uh-huh. Sometimes you do get a single hexagram for your answer. Interesting. But most often, you'll get a changing hexagram where it goes from one to the next and will tell you the changing story of what's going on. Very interesting, and you do a good job with those readings. Thank you. There's a bit of finagling you gotta do with the finagling. (laughs) There's a bit of interpretation you definitely have to do with the answers because when it was translated, because I use the Wilhelm translation, Mm -hmm. which is, as far as I know, one of the most recognized ones. Mm -hmm. It's very uptight, traditional, male-dominated, very proper, this is the place of everybody in the family type of thing. And you have to filter that through nowadays mm-hmm. and how that works and how we work nowadays. It's kind of, I don't know why it works for me or why my brain works that way, but taking it from this very, very structured thing and moving it to what we have nowadays and how it might interact with that mm-hmm. is is something I really enjoy, actually. Yeah, and it shows. <laughs> yeah, so I think I answered what I Ching was. Yeah. I got the second point here, I think. You can ask simple questions, but answers are rarely simple, as they have a changing nature. Right. The next is the Chinese fortune sticks. Yes, this is a form of divination we're not familiar with, but we will cover it in our continued history of magic in China. We looked into it, and it just seemed like that would be the best place to address it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we will move on to the Ouija board instead. Yeah. 
Okay, so it uses a planchette to move across a pre-made board with numbers, letters, and yes-no words on it. So if you don't know what a planchette is, it's a little triangle, sort of triangle-shaped thing with a little window in the top, one of the ends. And you put fingers on each side, or hands on each side of it, three different people, and they let it move around the board. Right. Now, it's recommended that you do it with two or more people. Mm-hmm. And everybody questions whether it's real or not. Yes, of course. I truly feel that it is. Is it evil? I would say no. Some people really think it is. Yes, that's true. Some people do think it is. And I would say that's not the truth of it. My experience is, and I went ahead and I have worked with it on my own, Mm -hmm. which, again, not highly recommended. I was working with a spirit that I had basically allowed to come in and was asking questions mm-hmm. and got was getting to know and I asked it if it had any brothers or sisters I, and I was just randomly having a discussion with this spirit mm-hmm. and then the tone and energy of the answers started to change they were really much more negative and really much more intense in their answers a lot quicker mm-hmm. and I noticed that and I said well Am I still speaking to the same spirit? And it said, no, immediately. Mm. And I said, okay, who are you? I got that it was the brother. Mm. The brother had extremely negative energy. Really bad, like to the point where I had to take the planchette off the board, turn on all the lights in the house, turn on the TV, and told it it had to leave just totally removed it from my energy area. Mm -hmm. What I really thought about when that occurred is not so much that I did it alone, but that I asked about other entities, other Mm -hmm. spirits, and I didn't do the clearing. That's one of the things you do is you make sure that when you start to use the board, you say that the intention is that you want to invite in a friendly spirit that, you know, has no ill intent, et cetera, et cetera. But by asking about this other one, it was an invitation that did not have that focus around it. Yeah. Again, I don't think they're evil. I think that you have to be very intentional with them. They're a tool. Exactly, like any tool. Yep. But I do believe that they connect with the spirit world somewhat more directly for like ghost spirits Mm -hmm. than some of the other tools do. Okay. Uh, I think the other ones often work with divine spirit and ancestors and things like that. Mm -hmm. Oh no, my cat's coming. Uh Uh-oh. She's coming. (laughs) She just eyed me up. Okay, we have to get through this quickly. Let's move on to, oh no, she's here. (laughs) She's here. She knows she's got a captive audience. Yes, she does. Next is tea leaf reading. Right. Tea leaf reading is a lot like scrying by staring into the cup with the tea in it initially. Now you use loose leaf tea. Yes. And you steep it and do all of that. Then you pour it into the cup with the loose leaf tea. It's not strained. Mm Mm-hmm. And I believe that you can scry into that initially and see what mm. images you see. That may not be traditional, but that's what I believe. Mm. Then 
you take the cup and you drink it, almost all of the liquid, mm-hmm. but leave just a little bit at the bottom. And that gets a bit tricky as to how much to leave. Yeah. Once you've done that, you swirl it around and then turn the cup over. Mm-hmm. I happen to have a saucer and cup set that actually has symbols on it, so it's much more modern. Mm-hmm. It's not just the old-fashioned, nice English tea set. Yes. First of all, if you use the old-fashioned English tea set, you're really just looking for images that come up for you and see what you find mm-hmm. in those images. Where it falls can be north, south, east, west, or northeast, southwest. I keep doing that. Also, with the modern ones, it can depend on where it falls in the symbols. Mm -hmm. So not only will you have maybe a cat, but it might fall on, I can't remember what's actually on there, but it might be an astrology sign, for example. Mm -hmm. And you then put the interpretation together. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I have. It's fun to find the ones that do have the symbols already on it because it adds another layer to it. Yeah. But it is not traditional that way. True. Mm -hmm. Let's go on to this one I love. I have never heard of this before. I love this one. Junk drawer. Yes, junk drawer divination. This was one I came upon in, I can't remember if it was Reddit or I've come upon it in several places now. It's junk drawer divination, and what you do is it's very low-key in that you can hide it pretty much anywhere because it's literally a collection of items. So you can do a penny, a small pencil, a paperclip, a thimble, and you assign each of these different things a meaning. What you do is you have a bag that's not necessarily filled with these doodads, But you have a bag with all of these little doodads in it. You take a small handful, like you would do do with many other different types of divination. And, or not a handful, but like a small, like a pinch of stuff. You put it on a cloth. Now the cloth can be marked, but it doesn't have to be. You drop it on the cloth, and depending on where it falls on the cloth, like the closer to the center it gets, the more present it gets. Oh, that's Um, like the ohms. Yeah. Okay. Uh, The farther away is farther into the future. If you section it out, you can section it out whatever way you want. So, you know, north, south, east, west sort of thing. I've got you doing it. Yes, you do. (laughs) (laughs) And depending on where things fall and in reference to each other, you can make a divination out of that. It's just a collection of simple things. And when I heard about this, I just had to say, I, I've got to try this. This sounds very fun to me. <laughs> Not so serious. I mean, it can be a little less serious, but you can still answer questions with it and such. It's just, it's not your typical divination that you know. Right. Exactly. Shall we move on to? Bibliomancy. Right. Go for it. All right. This is great for a yes-no type question, but answers will be a bit more involved than yes-no, usually. You have to do a bit of interpretation with them. Bibliomancy is the practice of seeking divination answers from a book. You do it by answering your... answering. I'm doing good today. <laughs> I'm putting the, the, the horse before the cart. It says you do it 
by asking, not answering, asking your question, closing your eyes, and picking a page in the book that you've chosen, and then pointing to somewhere on one of the pages that you've got. The sentence your finger falls on is your answer. I love that. When I was in high school, we, where we would just open the books to random pages and see what the first thing we saw, what it said. Mm-hmm. But we weren't aware of what we were doing. We were actually taking it and writing stories. Oh, fun. Yes. We would just randomly go through a book or more than one book and pick out the sentence and then go to another book or the same book on a different page. And whatever we saw first, that sentence went in. And we'd make a story. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. They were so hilarious. Kind of like Mad Libs. Oh, yeah. yeah. But in a sense, that would have been the first stages of doing Bibliomancy. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I used to do it a lot. People will often do it with the Bible, actually. Oh, yeah, that would make sense. When I was still Christian, I would often go and do that and say, you know, ask a question and then go to the Bible and open it up to a certain whatever page that I picked and that I would just randomly pick something on the page and that would be my answer. Yeah, I can see that. That was something I did fairly often, actually. Kind of funny to do bibliomancy with the Bible, but that's great. I mean... Did you know you were doing bibliomancy? I had no clue. Oh, that's interesting. I had no clue that that was what it was called. Or that that was the, the sense behind it. Interesting. Yeah. Well... This episode wasn't nearly as short as I thought it would be. Oh, okay. We've kind of prattled on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Please rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you found us. I'm Tatiana saying goodbye for now. And I'm Sylvia saying so long, and thank you for writing with us. This has been Powered Powered by by Magic. Magic. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for listening. Have a good one. Hey guys, just popping in here real quick to tell you I'm going to be going on vacation and we're going to take a one episode break. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, we want to make sure we can keep making good episodes for you guys and we don't want to rush it. So And we don't know how to do it via long distance yet. Yet. We're, we're working on that. Yeah, we're going to have to work on that. So thanks for your patience, everybody. We really appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate it because I need to go on vacation. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you. Thank you.